0: Welcome to Sane Split, a podcast about staying sane when relationships end. I am AJ Jakubowska, family law lawyer and mediator. Just like you, I'm human. I understand what can happen when people separate. Lots of questions swirling around like confetti, lots of uncertainty, perhaps anger, disappointment, or even pain, sleepless nights, shallow breathing, Will I ever be happy again? Will the kids be okay? How much is all this going to cost? All of these questions are human and you're not alone. This podcast features my thoughts about separation and my interviews with other humans who help people when their relationships end. People who assist with legal issues, who mediate, who look after hearts and minds, and even after the pocketbook. People who might help you plan your future. What you will hear is not legal advice, these are dialogues primarily about the human aspect of separation. We will try to stay away from legal lingo, it's humans talking to humans. I hope that something you hear will help you navigate your way to a sane split. Welcome and thanks for tuning in. After a bit of a break, we are launching into season four of the podcast and year three of the pandemic. Over the last 24 months or so, we have been confronted by COVID-19 at every turn, in every aspect of our lives. And I don't need to or intend to spend time describing what we have faced. We all know it. COVID is on everyone's lips. And in fact, on Christmas Eve of last year, I was interviewed on this very subject on BBC Radio 5 Live. Chris Buckler and I talked about the impact of the pandemic on families, including at Christmas. More about that interview a little bit later. For now, let me say that chat inspired the topic for this episode. What I am going to do today is spend some time talking about COVID from the perspective of a family mediator and family law lawyer. And if you have been listening to this podcast, you know that I am both. COVID has been as pervasive in my professional life as it has been in my personal life and just as impactful. We family law lawyers and mediators have had to reinvent ourselves in many ways. And in a very short period of time, to use a much-worn cliche, we have had to hit the ground running. Because there was no choice to do otherwise, really. In a matter of just weeks, if not days for some, we faced having to learn how to do what we do virtually. Everything from the very first meeting with our client, to swearing documents virtually, to navigating court cases virtually, including the hearings themselves all facing a computer as opposed to a live judge in a courtroom. As mediators, we have had to figure out how to continue to deliver our services in a new way, also virtually. And here, the learning curve was steep for many. Imagine moderating a dispute between two people and actively working to resolve it, sometimes over a period of hours or even days, in front of a computer screen. The parties to the dispute are in little boxes, and so are their lawyers. Sometimes all of the participants are on the screen at the same time. Sometimes they are in breakout rooms, and you are moving from one to the other, managing the conflict, trying to diagnose the problems, trying to come up with ideas on how to resolve them, assisting the parties in negotiating a resolution, all in front of a computer screen. But guess what? I learned to do it. And more than that, I am today very comfortable using Zoom to mediate, And while it's not ideal, I still do prefer mediating in person, Zoom mediation has become a viable alternative, one I use all the time, and so do many, many of my colleagues. So, to summarize, the pandemic has had a very profound impact on what I do and how I do it. But importantly it has also affected very deeply the lives of my clients and of parties for whom I mediate. Two years ago, COVID became a new and very active subject in family law and family mediation. In March 2020, family courts experienced a flood of cases for the first time, dealing with COVID, And the myriad of real life challenges associated with it, ranging from how kids were to learn through travel and, of course, vaccinations. Court orders and even separation agreements quickly began to include clauses, terms dealing with COVID, a new topic, new language, new legal considerations. As I record this in February of 2022, many people consider the pandemic to be behind us. A fatigue has set in, a yearning for a return to normal, whatever that means. I see the pandemic as continuing to be a very live issue, both personally and professionally. I believe COVID will be with us for some time to come. How we handle it day-to-day will change over time. But it's not a challenge that has or will go away anytime soon. Including because by now people have become quite rigid in their views. And as time marches on, those views are not likely to change. That's my opinion. For example... As new variants challenge us, science may offer us new vaccines and treatments. In the family law context, parents will continue to disagree on whether their children should receive them. They will also differ in their views on travel, I believe. Because infection rates differ from place to place, as do approaches to controlling the rate of infection, Parents will challenge each other's plans to travel with the children to certain jurisdictions. In other words, I believe COVID will remain alive issues for separated parents for some time to come. Let's unfurl our imaginations for a moment and consider a world in which COVID is endemic, meaning we are living with it, it's among us, and we are managing it. Over time, we may have the option of annual shots that evolve with each new variant, just like the annual flu shot. I know there will be parents who will disagree on whether their children should get the shot or receive particular treatments for COVID as they become available. Children with pre-existing conditions will remain vulnerable. And in this area, too, parents are apt to disagree. In the BBC interview, I offered three tips on how separated parents, but even parents and other family members in intact families, might approach disagreements about children and pandemic-related issues. I will give you those tips today, but before I do, let me share with you a quote from one of Ontario's family law judges, the Honourable Mr. Justice Pazeratz, in one of the first cases dealing with COVID called Ribeiro and Wright. I think it's a great guiding star for parents in these difficult times. Here it is. In troubling and disorienting times, children need the love, guidance, and emotional support of both parents now more than ever. I don't think I need to give you any editorial around the quote. It's so clear and so powerful. Here are my three tips. Number one identify potential disagreements early and tackle them head-on. Think, have we had differences of opinion approach around COVID so far? If the answer is yes, that makes future disagreements more likely. Not definite, but more likely. So test the ground early. Broach those potentially uncomfortable subjects. Address them head-on and do it early. The more runway you give yourself, the more time there is between your first discussion and the upcoming event or issue, the better your chances that you will be able to resolve the dispute through dialogue, discussion, and a real exchange of ideas, not just talking at one another if you leave it until the last minute, a judge, a stranger to your family, may have to make important decisions for you and your child. Several months ago, I mediated for a couple who already had a few disagreements on medical issues relating to their kids. At the time, our government, in consultation with scientists, had not yet authorized vaccinations for children their kids' age. We identified that this might be an issue for them down the road, and so we tackled it right there and then and resolved it in mediation. There were specific clauses about COVID vaccinations and treatment included in their separation agreement based on our mediation together. These parents knew what to do when the vaccination became available. Travel is another great example. Even as we get better control over the virus, there will be parts of the world where vaccinations are not as readily available and where rates of infection remain high. Travel to such areas may remain an issue for some parents. Here, we have another potential area of dispute. March break is around the corner. Do you know where the other parent is taking the kids? Is it a place you are comfortable with? Are the people coming on the trip with your kids vaccinated? Are they keen on mask wearing, on maintaining a level of vigilance around the virus? If any of these topics are important to you and you perceive you and the other parent may not see eye to eye on how to approach these issues, broach the subject now as opposed to a couple of days before the trip. Again, when you are landing a plane, the length of the runway is important. Simplistically put, the longer the runway the better the prospect for a smooth, stress-free landing. In broaching the subject with the other parent or in responding to it, your goal should be to avoid a crash landing, looking for drastic solutions like a court order or a trip cancelled at the last minute to a problem that could have been avoided by tackling the dispute early. You have more options if you tackle the problem early. Trust me. Tip number two. Come to the discussion prepared to listen, not just to speak. If you want to maximize chances for resolution, the dialogue needs to be a true back and forth. This can be tough. I realize that. But if you keep coming back to the idea that you are trying to work together for the sake of your child, good things can happen. And come prepared to compromise. This discussion you're going to have, it's not an exercise in simply restating your positions over and over again. Listen to the other's views. Consider them. Respond as calmly, as thoughtfully as you can. And plugging back into tip number one, the more runway you have ahead of the event, the more meaningful the dialogue can be because you have the luxury of some time to consider the options, the other's views and so on. Again, I know these exchanges can be tough, because emotions often run high. Many of us have very definitive views on the pandemic by now. That is the reality. But this can be done. No personal jabs, no name-calling. That just makes people double down. Many parents have ended up in court over COVID issues because they were not prepared or the other side was not prepared to even consider the other's point of view. This is, I believe, a wasted opportunity. Again, a judge had to break the impasse because the parents were not willing to give an inch. They were in the best position to make a joint decision for their child, but couldn't do it, so someone else had to. If you are having trouble managing a discussion with the other parent about COVID, involve a family mediator and have that dialogue, a real discussion, in the context of closed mediation so that the two of you parents can tell each other how you really feel, what genuinely concerns you and why, without having to worry that everything you say will make its way into a court hearing. In the context of closed mediation, you can exchange your views confidentially. Number three, when you are having that difficult, challenging dialogue with the other parent, visualize yourselves sitting on the same side of the table and tackling together the problem in front of you both not sitting across the table from each other, like chess or checkers players, one trying to beat the other. Remember that you are parents, you share a child or children. You might have different positions, meaning your stated positions, as in, I am against all mask or gathering mandates because they impact my freedom, or I follow science and believe firmly in vaccinations. Think about and openly identify interests you likely share, not your positions, interests. One such shared interest is likely the happiness and health of your child, their physical and emotional well-being, their ability to weather this difficult time as we hopefully put the pandemic behind us. This is your common goal as parents sitting on the same side of the table. You were able to make decisions about your child when you were together. You can likely do it now, but it takes effort and commitment. When I mediated in person in the pre-COVID days, I would actually invite parents to sit next to each other. It sometimes felt odd and artificial at first but it's amazing how well it works for some for many parents in fact tackling an issue together not one against the other but even now with zoom mediation i still suggest that parents visualize problem solving together as if sitting side by side those are my tips Perhaps they will be of assistance to you, and maybe you can build on them. Come up with unique ways of addressing COVID-related topics with the other parent. A court order should be your very last resort. It's like having to administer treatment at the scene of an accident. That set of circumstances should be avoided at all costs. When parents have to involve family court in COVID-related issues, the cost, both emotional and financial, can be very high. And to make matters worse, there is often a winner and a loser. This, in turn, has the potential of polarizing the parents even further and creating a fertile ground for further disputes down the road. As parents, your goal is to navigate your way to a sane split. For the sake of your kids, the only way to achieve that goal is to remain in active, constructive communication and problem-solving mode with the other parent, including on topics related to COVID. Tackle them early and in a way that maximizes the chances of their being resolved between you, parents to your kids, without involving the court. Thank you for listening. I hope you will tune in again. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach me through my website, separationinontario.com. Subscribing to the podcast through your favorite app will make future episodes available to you automatically. Signing off for now.